For our passages today, I was just thinking about the, the newness of life and, and the, the hope we have in Christ that we can indeed become new creations. And so I'd like to read from Second um, Corinthians, the fifth chapter, uh, starting with verse 17. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. And all of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And that is in Christ God, that, that it is in Christ that God was reconciling the world to himself. And then um, came across a, a wonderful quote from um, St. Benedict. And he said, uh, always, we be, always we begin again. Always we begin again. And just that, that promise uh, of new life. And um, especially when the new year begins, well, a lot of times we make resolutions and we kind of have this hope, this desire, especially this year, probably more so than years past, that things can be different. Uh, not only us, but our, our communities and, and just that life can indeed change. And I also wanted to read um, a passage from the Gospel of of Luke that I think kind of gives us some direction and we'll talk about it later as far as seeking change and, and having the, the discipline in life to change. I like to read from Luke uh, chapter six and starting with verse, verse 12 here. Now, during those days, Jesus went out to the mountain to pray and he spent the night in prayer to God. And when day came, he called his disciples and chose 12 of them, whom he also named apostles, Simon, who he named Peter, and his brother Andrew, and James and John and Philip and Bartholomew, and Matthew and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus and Simon, who is called a zealot, and Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. And then he came down with them and stood on a level place, with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all of Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast. And they had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. And this is uh, the word of God for each and every one of us here today. Amen. And uh, so when we think about the new year coming forth from us, and, and maybe um, we all have individual things that things that we hope are different. Uh, maybe we would like to live different or, or have different a different relationship, probably a more healthy relationship with our children and parents and, and grandparents and, and our friends. Uh, maybe a different relationship, a better relationship with our work. And so when we think about that newness of life, uh, we have to think about the, the patterns that we have and, and just the, the disciplines that we practice in, in life as well. So as we take some time just to pray and, and to reflect on these words, um, what comes to your mind? What is your understanding of, of discipline, both, both good and bad? And what do you think of when you think about discipline? How do you define discipline or what does that mean to you? So let's take a, a few moments just to, to pray and reflect 
uh, on dis discipline and our relationship with that. So let us pray. Amen. <clears throat> well, anyone with um, comments, and, and I'm hoping to relate the word discipline to our, our desire to change and, and be new. Anyone with um, just your thoughts? You might have a little pushback just hearing the word discipline and memories of being disciplined maybe as a child or employee or something, but any uh, thoughts or ideas on what you think about discipline and the good and the bad. Yeah, Jennifer. <clears throat> yeah, it's um, it's a discipline to forgive ourselves and other people. It's a discipline to have compassion and and thinking about discipline in the the spiritual context or Christianity. Uh, we remember the disciples. Where does that word disciple? A disciple is someone who follows Jesus. <clears throat> That it's the same word as discipline. They followed a discipline. It was a way of life. And um, and so it was restrictive as in they said no to certain things, but then they said yes to forgiveness and compassion and, and love and, and hope. And so it was a, a discipline that they practice. Uh, in our church, in the Methodist church, we have a great big fat book and it's called the Book of Discipline. And we hate that book. <laughs> And we have uh, <laughs> disagreements over what does it mean to follow that discipline? And, and we discuss those things. So, uh, yeah, but that's where uh, discipline, uh, you know, a disciple of Jesus, someone who follows Jesus, it's just, it's a discipline and it's life-giving. Uh, anyone else on the word? <laughs> and I'm with you, Amy, uh, when I was growing up in the, to hear that word discipline, discipline from teachers and coaches and <clears throat> early morning workouts, I, I hated it, but it, it was all about developing a discipline. <laughs> Any other comments on discipline? It's actually a great word. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for all your, um, just your thoughts. And, and I'm going to touch on a lot of what you what you said, um, and just thinking about discipline and, and our desire to have new lives. And I don't know about you, but I always make this promise that things are going to be different. And then after a while, it seems like I go right back quite often just to what I was doing. And so as, as the new year begins for, for all of us, we often have hopes and dreams for a new way of life. We want to be better physically, mentally, and spiritually. We want more peace. We want more understanding, more compassion and forgiveness in our life. And so quite often, um, we'll make a New Year's resolutions. And I've done this from time to time. Uh, and some things we might have a resolution. We might say, oh, I want to lose when the New Year starts here. I want to lose 10 pounds. Or I want to go to the gym and work out three times a week. And we, make a, we might make a commitment to pray every day or, or go to church on, on, on Sundays. Maybe we'll try to have the discipline of reading at least one good book a month. And our intentions are always pure and good because we want to be more healthy from top 
to bottom and not just us, but our communities and, and society as a whole. And I love this verse from Paul in 2 Corinthians where he says, everything old has passed away. Everything has become new. And very much like Paul, we would like to be a new creation. And in order for that to happen, it could just be a miracle, but it usually requires a lot of discipline with the help of God and the grace of God for us to truly change and become new creations. <clears throat> we want to eat well. We want to be healthy. We want to feel good. We want to sleep through the night. We want to have more loving and caring relationships with our our family members and our spouses and significant others, our friends. We want to have a, a healthier workplace. And this year, like I said, I, in just about every single Christmas card we have received, everyone has said, boy, 2020 was a rough year. And there's this desire that 2021 will be different, that we can have a new life, a new way of being. And that's where I appreciate St. Benedict and trust him. He says, always we begin again. May our souls magnify the Lord. So we make new resolutions or we develop new disciplines. So indeed we can have a change of life. And I don't know about you, but especially this time of year, um, I like to go to the Cortez Recreation Center. Um, Everyone else has that same idea this time of year. And this year, I will not be doing it. But in past years, when I go to the Cortez Recreation Center, right after Christmas and after the New Year's, the track in the gym and the weight room, they're just full of people. And everyone's excited and they're going to get in shape. Everyone's working hard and straining and puffing and, and sweating. Everyone's going to turn everything around. They're going to turn the corner in their life. And to it, you could, we could literally say there's no room in the gym. Not that there's no room in the end. There's no room in the gym <laughs> this time of year on, in a normal year. And then every single year, every year, about a month or so after New Year's, the New Year's Day, everyone just disappears. And the place is empty or, or, or back to normal again. <clears throat> and what happens? I think it kind of goes back to that, to that discipline, that commitment. And it's hard to develop that discipline of going to the gym or swimming or running, whatever that may be. And we get tired, we get busy, and life closes in on us. And we have all these commitments and our our mind is occupied about all these different things we need to do, and we don't have time to get in that exercise or that workout. And quite often, our, our spiritual life will often mirror that, that physical life. We have good intentions to pray, to spend time with God, but other things come up and it gets pushed to the wayside because we're too busy and there's not enough time. There are so many things going on in our lives and so many voices calling for our attention and for our time. And we get pulled in all these different directions. 
and then we don't have time to do the things that we would really desire that our soul is longing for. And I believe our, our spiritual life, of course, I'm biased, but I, I believe that our spiritual life or our walk with God is the foundation for our lives. Our, our spiritual life is, is the key for all of our relationships and learning to forgive and have compassion and learning to listen. Our spiritual life is critical for our work and our mental and our physical health. And we need to develop the discipline to stay in that walk, to stay close to God and to one another. So as we begin a new year with the hope of being more healthy mentally, physically, and spiritually, what disciplines are we going to cultivate so we can be more loving, so we can have more hope and, and more forgiveness and more compassion? Do we create space for God in our day-to-day -day life where we can hear and feel and experience the, that spirit of God moving through us? Do we make time in our life? Is God a priority? Where is that on our list to spend time with God? Henry Nowlin says, <clears throat> is there space in our lives where the spirit of God has a chance to shape us, to form us, and guide us. Because if we're going to give more time to God, it means we have to let go of some of our other habits or some of our other commitments. Do we take time to go into our inner rooms and just be still and to pray and to listen? To listen for that spirit guiding us and lead us. Because I think this is what truly leads us to new life and transformation where we become new creations that, that Paul is talking about. And as we mentioned several time uh, during the several times during the Christmas season, Mary says yes to God. But if she's going to continue to say yes and she does this, she has to, to develop those disciplines to stay close to Christ, to stay close to God. If she truly wants to have a new beginning and a new way of life, and it's no different for us. If we say yes to God, to Jesus, or, or the Holy Spirit, it's a, a beginning for us. It's a, a new way of life. If we say yes to those words we talked about over the Advent season, if we say yes to hope, in peace, in joy, in love. In order for us to make a commitment and embody those words, we need to develop certain disciplines. And so what will keep us on the path? What will keep us going back to that gym week after week after week? And it's really discipline. A discipline that, that gives, us, gives us life. And sometimes discipline can have a negative connotation where it might associate it with being rigid or intolerant and robotic. But discipline in the spiritual sense is life-giving and it frees us up to do so much more, as many of you mentioned. Henry Nowen says, uh, 
a spiritual life without discipline is impossible. That's a great quote. A spiritual life without discipline is impossible. And he says in the spiritual life, the word discipline means the effort to create some space in which God can act. So if we want more of God, more of that spirit in our lives, we have to create space, which means we have to learn to say no to some things and yes to others. Spiritual discipline means not filling up our calendar with more and more things to do. It's actually scaling it back. So we have space for God to speak to us. And we take that time to listen and to act. With spiritual discipline, we, we empty ourselves so there is room for the spirit to move within us and to lead us to, to new places and new people and new forms of service. And then Jesus, he models this way of life, this, this discipline for us. And in that last passage uh, that I read, I have, I've never read it until now and uh, pointed this out. We see the discipline that Jesus lived. At night, he goes away by himself and he's in a solitary place and he prays to God. And this is a discipline. He's spending time in prayer with God each and every day. And then in the morning when he gets up, he, he calls all of his disciples and he picks them. He's forming community. And this is another discipline, solitude, and then living in community. And then once he's with that community, they all go out and they do ministry. And to do ministry, you don't have to be a minister. All of us are called to do ministry. And we can do that in any task we are involved in every day. We can love people. We can forgive people. We can listen. We can offer healing words. We do ministry each and every day. And so this is the discipline that now one says Jesus follows. He, he makes a commitment to solitude, spending that time with God. He has a commitment to forming community. And then that community goes and they do ministry. And that can look a lot of different ways. And I was just thinking as a community here today uh, and all of us, just think about those are our priorities, solitude, community, and ministry, loving and caring and forgiving and, and restoring one another and learning to forgive. And so we've heard this story many times, but think about that consistent discipline that Jesus does follow. Solidarity or solitude and community in ministry. So as we begin this new year, what disciplines are we going to cultivate? And it takes a real commitment to really think about what do we want and how can the spirit be a part of our lives? How important is it for us to spend time in, in solitude each and every day? be part of a community. And this has been really a lifesaver for me and, and hopefully you as well, just having this Zoom during this time of COVID where we can be part of a community 
and we can support one another. And then we go out and, and we participate in, in ministry in so many different ways. It doesn't necessarily have to be sanctioned by the church, but every encounter we have every day can be a ministry. So my prayer for each and every one of us today is as we begin the new year, that we can truly become new creation. It's an ongoing process. And as we say quite often, especially with in regards to discipline, it's always going to be three steps forward and two steps back and we'll, we'll falter sometimes. And that's where forgiveness comes in for ourselves as well. But we really take that time to think about making space for solitude, making space to be part of a community, and then looking at each of our activities during the day as a ministry, a ministry of healing and, and reconciliation. And if we do this and we just have that discipline, it'd be wonderful to see what can happen. Amen.